0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. Um, uh, If you listen to this podcast, you know I love talking about just anti-aging type strategies and everything that revolves around that. And so um, my next guest is Dr. Nick Bitts. He is a naturopathic physician who specializes in integrative medicine. Uh, He is also the Senior Vice President and Product Development at uh, Neurohacker Collective, which we will kind of talk about that and uh, what uh, some certain products they have. Uh, His uh, areas of expertise include uh, nootropics, anti-aging, and uh, Ayurveda medicine. I always have problems saying that word. Um, Dr. Bitz, welcome to the show.
1: All right. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, tell us if you will, uh, just, um, uh, talk about more kind of what you do, how you got into, uh, kind of the, the anti-aging space.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it was a roundabout way, you know, I, I was always on the path to going to, to a traditional medical school, um, and was always moving down that path. Uh, but I had a, a health injury at a fairly young age, um, and was really forced to to heal myself. And so in doing so, I I sought out a lot of these quote unquote, alternative medicines, these Eastern philosophies um, and applied them to myself. And it really got me interested in traditional Chinese medicine um, in Ayurveda, which comes from India um, and then yoga and these other Eastern philosophies and and alternative forms of medicine that, that I then applied those philosophies, those tools in my own life and it really pushed me out of conventional medicine into more of an Eastern slant. And so I discovered um, what's called naturopathic medicine, um, which is an old time of medicine here uh, in the US. It predates um, our conventional medicine that we, we currently call uh, allopathic medicine in the States. Um, and it, it has a resurgence as of late. Uh, people are more interested in these natural therapies. Um, and so I, I, I applied to a school called Bastyr University. Up in Seattle, which is one of the biggest and uh, longest standing naturopathic medical schools uh, in the nation. And there I just really plugged into uh, holistic health, um, and in particular, Ayurveda. And the thing that really captured me from uh, the Ayurvedic philosophy and the Ayurvedic paradigm um, was their philosophy around longevity and what you can do to extend your health span. Ex- Extend your lifespan. Um, They're they're very simple, um, but very effective tools. And so that really opened my eyes in terms of what is um, anti aging medicine and and how can you relay a lot of these old therapies into something new. And so I like to blend a lot of these old with the new. Um, And so, in part, I think that's one of the things we're going to talk about today, which is this idea of cell senescence, which is, I believe, the most cutting edge. Um, of aging medicine right now. And, and I think it's going to be the the future of healthy aging.
0: Very good. Uh, before we dive into that, uh, you study a lot about just aging in general. And so you have talked about the hallmarks of aging. Um, it, You know, my listeners, I'm sure have heard some of this, but um, just talk a minute about what some of those hallmarks of aging are.
1: Yeah, happy to. Um, I, I, you know, I did listen to your podcast. I listened to one um, with Greg McPherson, who did an excellent job describing the nine hallmarks. Um, the hallmarks of aging really are are fundamental to our philosophy and and the science of aging as we know it right now. You know, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of theories about why we age, um, but but really not one can fully nor comprehensively really explain the aging process. And so because of that, scientists will often combine these theories together to create these larger theories. And so the Hallmarks of Aging is just that, it's these nine different theories um, embodied as one. And it comes from this landmark 2013 paper. Um, it's, It's probably the most cited article on aging Uh, today um, that that really describes these nine mechanisms of aging. And the hallmarks aren't diseases per se. They're they're really the underlying processes that lead to aging in the human body. Um, And right now there are nine, um, but there was a conference overseas uh, in March, I believe, and they discussed adding even five more. So they're looking at, as an example, inflammation, Uh, as a potential new hallmark and microbiome disturbances as a potential hallmark. So it's an evolving model, but it's the best that we have. And it really combines these together to say like, really these are the main drivers of aging in the human body. Uh,
0: Again, my listeners should have heard uh, most of those, but if you will... Um, and, and we could spend a whole, you know, episode on each one, but kind of summarize those, just kind of give us a review, if you will, of, of what are the hallmarks of aging?
1: Yeah. So, so, you know, there's, there's, there's nine of them, as I mentioned, the first one's genomic instability. And that's, that's just basically means that there is some kind of instability within your genome, um, which can lead to cellular, um, uh, damage over time. Um, The second one is uh, telomere attrition, which just means a shortening of the telomeres. And telomeres are the, the the caps on your DNA that keep the integrity of the DNA over time. And every time that a cell replicates, um, it, it gets shorter and shorter and shorter. And it eventually reaches such a short length that the cell stops replicating. So we think that telomeres really are the, the kind of inner clock of cells and it keeps time um, for cells. And so we know that cells will replicate on average about 50 times before they stop replicating. And primarily that's due to that shortening of the telomeres. And then you have epigenetic alterations. Um, These are changes in like methylation and signaling. And it's really how you express your DNA based upon these environmental um, exposures or factors. Um, You have loss of proteostasis, um, which is basically just uh, a loss of protein function and, and protein stability, which leads to a compromised cell overall. Um, you have deregulated nutrient sensing, Um, you have mitochondrial dysfunction, you have stem cell exhaustion, Um, you have a change in intracellular communication. And then the last one um, that, that I would love to dig into a little bit more um, is known as cellular senescence. And that I believe is, is really, um, the, the, the cutting edge aspect of aging right now. And it's where a lot of, uh, companies, whether they're pharmaceutical or biotech or, or even dietary supplement companies, they're putting a lot of emphasis on this specific hallmark because it's something that we're discovering. You can go in and you can make uh, pretty significant changes, um, using certain tools.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for that review. So, uh, tell us let's just start from the beginning about senescence uh just uh, kind of describe uh what that is and then how that relates to aging
1: yeah so senescence is uh comes from a latin word senex that means to grow old and so cellular senescence then is really your cell growing old um and it's uh in the literature it's defined as the process by which cells. Uh, accrue damage and eventually stop dividing. And so when a cell stops dividing, that is that moment of senescence. That cell becomes a quote unquote senescent cell in the body. Um, And these things are are normal. It's a a part of uh, healthy physiology. We are constantly creating senescent cells and we're constantly eliminating senescent cells. Um, And so cellular senescence isn't inherently good nor bad. Um, but it can become problematic, um, especially when these non-dividing, non-functioning cells um, stick around in tissues throughout our body for an extended amount of time. And that becomes really the process uh, uh, of aging. It drives the process of aging, if you will. And so in short, you know, we have 37 trillion cells in the human body. And almost, almost without exception, those 37 trillion cells go through the same life cycle. So they're born, they grow, they mature, uh, they replicate and divide. They acquire damage, they repair themselves, they acquire more damage, and eventually they just stop dividing, which is again that end stage. And usually cells will go through what's called apoptosis, um, which is programmed cell death. Um, and apoptosis literally means from a Latin word, it literally means to fall off. So like a leaf falling off of a tree during fall or a fruit falling off of a bush or, uh, you know, flowers falling off of a plant. So this is how the body regenerates and turns over tissues through apoptosis. These cells literally dissolve, um, into the uh, extracellular matrix, and then their parts are recycled to build new cells. And so when cells acquire the ability to evade apoptosis, what happens is they persist. Um, And as I mentioned, that that is problematic. It's problematic from a couple different perspectives. Um, Primarily it's problematic because these cells take up space. And so they change the structure of your tissue. So if you have these cells as, as an example in your skin, Um, these, these cells are non-functioning, but they're still present, you know, so it presents as dryness or reduced elasticity or sagginess or wrinkles. Um, But it can also um, compromise tissue function and it can decrease the performance of a specific tissue. So if you have senescent cells in the brain, for example, um, it can impact cognition. um, It can lead to brain fog. It can uh, impair your ability to learn or to remember certain things. And so these cells end up sticking around the tissues um, really throughout the entire body. There's no tissue really that's untouched by these um, quote unquote zombie cells that are dead, but still persisting in the body. And um, it's interesting when you get into the literature, especially um, some of the, the, the lay literature around senescence, you'll notice that they refer to them as zombie cells. And again, they're, they're, they're almost like zombies in a movie. You know, They're dead, but they don't die. And what happens is they try to convert all of the neighboring cells into senescent cells themselves. And so um, it has this zombie-like effect and these cells end up secreting these inflammatory chemicals that then really can change the microenvironment of tissues. Um, And and it can impair, again, the structure and the function of of pretty much every tissue throughout the body.
0: So what causes one, I guess this is going to get into, uh, you know, senolytic therapy and kind of reversing this, but what causes someone to have those, uh, that senescence or the zombie cells uh, to where their their body isn't uh, getting rid of those you know, versus somebody that is where it's working correctly. I mean, what, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things, but, uh, what kind of things are going to, uh, induce that, um, uh, senolytics?
1: Yeah. Great question. The um, senescence rather, but the senescence. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically these cells have a, a phenotype or an expression that's called a scap network. Um, and, and that essentially is just this anti apoptosis pathway that they, uh, they upregulate certain proteins to shield themselves from apoptosis and immune surveillance. So we know that it, this upregulation of, of proteins um, occurs in, in a lot of these cells. And we know that these cells do accumulate in older individuals. Um, some of the thinking about why that might occur in older individuals is because older individuals have a weaker immune system. And so the immune system is not going in and uh and deleting these cells, which they would naturally. And so we do see over time there is a natural accumulation of senescent cells um, almost in, in, in every person that, that we have found. And, and the science shows that um, you know, after the age of 60, it's believed that about 10% of tissues have markers of senescence. And so that can lead to a whole number of different consequences, loss of function, loss of stress resistance, uh, an inability to recover from injury and inability to learn new things, uh, chronic low-grade inflammation because they're secreting those inflammatory chemicals. Um, and so overall, we just see a loss of youthfulness uh, over time.
0: And so some of that can't you know, be reversed. I'm sure, um, but I'm sure there are things, you know, environmental, nutritionally, or whatever, that kind of expedites this uh, or these senescent cells. Um, can you maybe name a few of the big ones that that might do that?
1: Yeah, well, it's worth mentioning um, the, the concept of autophagy, um, and and this is a, a pretty trendy concept right now in in the in the field of anti aging medicine. Um, And autophagy is this process uh, by which a cell repairs itself. So again, it comes from Latin and it just means self-eating. And so every cell, when it gets damaged, um, it will repair itself if autophagy is in place. And so there is ways to stimulate that autophagy process to quote unquote prevent uh, or minimize uh, a cell moving into senescence. Um, one of the most common ways is through fasting, and we know that fasting or a fasting mimicking diet, which is a low calorie diet, um, can really promote autophagy in the body and and improve that repair process, so that cells don't get into that senescent phase. Um, and and so that's that's some of the thinking. And then on the tail end, there are concepts known as um, senolytics uh, that can help eliminate that. And so senolytics are a whole new field that's emerging right now in aging medicine um, that I think is is absolutely fascinating. There's so much promise and potential for these um, to, to really go in and target the aging process itself and really go at it from a, a root cause mechanism. I know that a lot of people talk about root cause, um, but I, the thing that I love about senolytics is because they're not addressing these downstream manifestations of aging, you know, that we see in a clinical setting, they're actually going in and they're uh, addressing or targeting these upstream processes, namely senescence that influences everything downstream. And so if you can address that upstream cause, it can have compounding effects um, throughout the entire body, which is kind of amazing. And so for this reason, I think a lot of money right now is being pumped into this field of senolytics um, to help facilitate the, the the removal of these senescent cells from the body.
0: Yeah, uh, talk about that a little bit more as far as what's available t- today uh, as far as senolytics. I know there's some supplements, supplements and stuff that are out there. Um, you know, you mentioned fasting and stuff. So, so what are um, you know talk about? just some of the available senolytics uh, that are available today.
1: Yeah. So getting back at Latin, I know I've been mentioning a bunch of Latin words uh, today, but um, senolytic comes from two Latin words, senex, which it means to grow old and lysis, which means to destroy or remove. And so a senolytic really is any substance, natural or pharmaceutical that helps the body eliminate senescent cells. And so they were discovered really recently. Um, there was an article in 2015 um, where uh, scientists combined quercetin and dasatinib, which is an anti-cancer drug, um, and they, they gave it to mice. And they discovered that not only did it help remove senescent cells within those mice, but it actually improved useful function um, on many different levels. Um, and, and so that really opened the eyes of a lot of the aging scientists. Um, for this whole field. And so since 2015, there's been um, a whole onslaught of research looking at the different mechanisms of action, uh, different compounds that have this ability to uh, promote the elimination of these. Um, And so it's a really ripe field right now. um, And I, I, I love it. I think it's so fascinating um, I do believe, as I said before, that it is the future of aging, and I think that if we can really get in there and understand the science a little bit more, I think it's going to have huge consequences for health span and lifespan in humans.
0: Okay. Um, so you study this stuff, and and so I always like asking people like yourself about their lifestyle as far as what they do on a day-to-day basis to uh, whether you know it's it's help prevent senescence or uh, you know uh, slow down some of the other hallmarks of aging Uh, so talk uh, talk uh, about that if you will as far as what your day-to-day looks like I mean you don't have to go into uh, you know a lot of detail but uh, you know what a typical diet looks like for you what's your exercise regimen what's your fasting regimen you know that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, I love talking about this stuff. I think it's 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 so interesting to learn uh, what a lot of the big minds are doing to stay healthy, right? You listen to like Tim Ferris, that uh, Tim Ferris's podcast. I love hearing those little tools that he's using on a daily basis. So, mm-hmm. so I appreciate you asking that question. Um, you know, I try to lead a pretty simple life um, overall. Um, I, I used to do pretty extreme measures um, with like fasting and detox therapies um, uh, you know, multiple 10 day silent meditation retreats, um, and such and on and on. But, but I think over the years I've, I've simplified my routine. Um, you know, I, I try to follow the sun. Um, so I try to wake up with the sun. I try to go to sleep fairly early, um, soon after the sun goes down. Um, I really make sure that I'm well rested, um, which for me is the panacea, um, for stress management. Um, and, and, and critical, I, I mean, I need eight hours of sleep. I'm always shocked when I hear people say, oh, I get four hours of sleep. Um, I think that's okay for certain people. Certainly not the case for me. Um, I, I, try to eat real food. Um, my diet consists of an Ayurvedic diet, which is constitutionally or body type appropriate. So I'm a Vata body type. And so I try to eat foods that, that balance the Vata energy in my body. um, And then I just try to get outside in nature as much as I can. Um, Mostly consists of, of walking. Um, I'm a, I'm an avid hiker. I'm an avid skier. um, And so I just try to get outside as much as I can, especially now that um, I'm working remote and I'm stuck in a, in an office uh, in my house on a daily basis. Um, So I think that's, that's critically important to get outside, get fresh air, get sunlight on a daily basis. So incredibly basic. I didn't say anything that was mind, mind blowing, I'm sure, but but I will say there are a couple tools that I do lean on, um, on a daily. Um, I have been using ashwagandha uh, for years. Uh, it literally got me through medical school. Um, and I, I've continued to take uh, two or three grams every single day. Um, for me, that is powerful for stress management, uh, for mood, um, for uh, sleep, for, I mean, you name it across the board. Um, I'm a big advocate of ashwagandha for men and an herb called shatavari for women. And those are kind of the two major uh, rasayanas or adaptogens that come from the Ayurvedic tradition. Um, So I highly recommend to individuals, find the right botanical that works for you, um, specifically an adaptogen um, that's body type appropriate um, and stick with it on a daily basis, take it in large doses. And just lean on it. It's super nu- nutritive. It feeds the adrenal glands. Um, uh, that's critically important for offsetting stress. Uh, and, and it just has huge implications for hormones um, and longevity in general. And so um, that's a huge part of what I do and what I lean on. Um, I also am a huge fan of self-massage. Um, and that comes, again, from the, the Ayurvedic tradition. It's a term called abhyanga. Um, and they recommend doing these body type appropriate oils on a daily basis before you take your shower. So just a simple three to five minute massage, just to nourish the body, nourish all of those tissues. Um, and, and I, you know, I think of the body as, um, as a piece of leather, you know, if you left that piece of leather out in the sunshine um, exposed to the elements day in and day out, that piece of leather slowly would degrade and fall apart. But if you keep that piece of leather oiled um, it can withstand all of the elements for a very, very, very long time. And that's kind of the thinking. Um, And so Ayurveda really highly recommends Abhyanga self massage, um, every day for that purpose, just to maintain strength and vitality, um, and resilience in, in the tissues. And so, you know, that's it. And then the other cornerstone I would say is, is my meditation practice. Um, meditation for me, um, is just a really excellent way to start my day and end and my day. Okay. Uh,
0: so is you didn't mention a whole lot of supplements there. So uh, you said your regimen is pretty simple. Uh, that's in stark contrast with like Dr. Kaufman, who I've had on the show. And, you know, she went through her regimen, which I think overwhelmed a lot of people. <laughs> she <laughs> She's on, I don't even remember, I lost count of them, but uh, any other supplements for you? I mean,
1: well, yeah, so so um, we recently at Neurohacker just launched Qualia Senolytic. Um, And and I have been taking this now four rounds. Um, Absolutely love the product. I've been recommending it to uh, my parents who are aging, uh, to friends, family. Um, It's an amazing product, uh, super cutting edge um, in the field of senescence. Um, And and so I've been leaning on that product as well. And that's not an everyday product. It's really akin to like a water fast or a detox protocol. Um, And so- in the studies right now for, for senolytics, they're just doing what's called uh, intermittent dosing or uh, what, what's called hit and run dosing. And so they do big doses of these synolytic compounds over the course of two or three days, and then they stop and they let the body just recover and repair over the course of several weeks. And so quali is no different. Um, it is meant to be a two-day uh, two per month protocol so we do six capsules on day one, we do six capsules on day two, and then you give it a rest for four weeks and you let the, the the supplement and you let the compounds work to support the body in eliminating senescent cells. And so that's had profound effects overall. I mean, I'm not um over the age of 60, I'm not uh I'm barely over the age of 40, but but still we do accumulate um these senescent cells over time. And so um, even if you're young, uh, you know, I think it's a good idea to start doing these things just, um, as a maintenance or a preventive protocol. Okay.
0: Um, well, you kind of mentioned it, uh, here, talk about neurohacker collective and, and what that is, and then kind of how you got involved in that. And then also, is that the same thing as the, the neurohacker.com? That's the website that you have your supplements and stuff. So t- talk about how you got involved in that.
1: Yeah. So, so right now I I oversee all the product development. Um, I've been working with them for a little less than two years. Um, I have admired the company for years. They've been around since 2015, I believe uh, maybe 2016. Um, But they're a a direct to consumer company. They focus on nootropic products um, and anti-aging products. Um, They do a variety of other products too, but they're really well known for a product called Qualia Mind. Um, and, and quality of life. And, and those are two kind of uh, uh, incredibly complex, um, uh, super efficacious products that, that I've admired from afar. So since moving in um, and overseeing product development, we've created a lot of, of different products in different categories as well. Um, but what I like about Neurohacker Collective um, and why I think the company stands apart from a lot of other dietary supplement companies Is because it is truly a collective Um, there's a lot of incredible minds that work from the company you know we have doctors we have scientists we have creatives technologists um, academics on and on and on people are all coming together and bringing their ideas together Um, and it's a science first company which which i love Um, we spend an exorbitant amount of money and time um, in the r d phase developing these products Um, to ensure that they're tolerable and efficacious and and very different than anything that's available out in the marketplace presently. Um, One of, I think my pride points uh, for the company is is that we run uh, human studies on all of our products before they go to market. Um, So we don't really rely on the science that's available on the individual ingredients. We really rely on the science that we put in place on a finished product. Um, And we make sure that, that the product does what we expect it to do before we launch it into the marketplace.
0: Okay. Uh, So we talked a little bit about the supplementation as far as um, how to, uh, I guess, slow down the, the senescence. Um, What are some other, give us some other maybe kind of lifestyle tips that we can do. I mean, you mentioned the importance of sleeping and uh, you know, my listeners, I'm sure know to, uh, you know, try and decrease inflammation and all that, but uh, anything else you can throw out there as far as just some, some lifestyle tips as it pertains to, uh, senescence,
1: you know, it's still early days and we're still learning what does and doesn't, um, increase the senescent cell clearance. Um, but right now the, the thinking is that exercise is probably number one. Um, it's probably only mildly senolytic. Um, but we know that there are human studies that shows that it does reduce the biomarkers of, of senescent cell burden. And so, um, I think it's incredibly beneficial to make sure that we are exercising on a daily basis. The key is not to over-exercise, um, because over-exercising, um, can really, uh, suppress the immune system response, which again is critically important for getting rid of these senescent cells overall. So, um, you know, brisk walking, yoga, uh, weightlifting. um, These things are really important, but make sure that you're getting the rest in between as well. Um, I I kind of alluded to it earlier, but a fasting mimicking diet, um, not a lot of science to support this yet, but a lot of the big minds that are in the area of cell senescence do believe that fasting um, can really help to prime those senescent cells uh, for elimination from the body. And then, of course, immune support, critically important. Um, I think everybody now is starting to pay more attention to their immune system uh, really than ever before. Um, but it, it is the immune system that, that detects and eliminates those short-term senescent cells from the body. Um, so there's a, there's a lot that can be done there. I, I'm a huge fan of beta-glucan. It's a polysaccharide that that comes from the cell walls of of cereals, bacterial, and and mushrooms. And so in part, that's why uh, medicinal mushrooms are so powerful is because they give you those beta-glucans that are often thought of as coffee for the immune system. They really just wake up and prime the immune system overall. So I'm a big fan for that. You can get that as um, mushroom extracts or as purified beta-glucan. Also a huge fan of vitamin D3, uh, zinc, black garlic, uh, of course, probiotics. There's a number of different things you can do to support your immune system on a daily basis. Um, and then, you know, lastly, I'll just mention just supporting healthy blood sugar levels seems to be critically important. Um, in this area, we know that hyperglycemia can promote senescence. Um, we're not exactly sure why, um, but it does and so so making sure that you're balancing your blood sugar on a daily basis uh, is critically important so that would be as simple as avoiding those fast sugars which are refined sugars um, making sure that you're including plenty of protein and fat um, especially in conjunction with anything that's a carb to make sure that you're slowing down the release of that sugar into the body um, and then you can get you know really targeted nutrients in your diet as well such as chromium uh, and white mulberry.
0: Okay, very good. You said you don't really fast as much anymore. So, do you to talk about that? How how come you don't do that?
1: Well, so when you get into the Ayurvedic uh, philosophy, um, if you're a vata a vada body type, um, it, it's not really ideal to fast. Um, vatas lack. Um, the, the fire, the earth, the water elements. And so if you're depleting more of those those physical elements from the body, you're only going to um, create more vata and, and more problems in the, in the body. So fasting is not ideal from a, a, a vata uh, standpoint. Um, Ayurveda would recommend in place of that, just really simplifying your diet. They, they recommend doing a mono diet, um, and, and kind of the, the king of all mono diets would be a food called kichari or kichadi. Um, it's pronounced both ways. And it's kind of the, the macaroni and cheese of India, really nourishing um, and, and, and overall just pretty simple, creamy. Um, it's based in rice, mung beans, uh, vegetables, uh, select spices, um, and lots of ghee, ghee, which is clarified butter. Mm -hmm. um and so the thinking there is if you can just simplify your diet eat a mono diet for one to two weeks you can really reset the body and and give it a chance to heal itself
0: interesting okay well very good um well as we wrap up here uh i guess anything else that you want to throw out there before i kind of start wrapping up that i didn't ask you Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I, you know, again, I it, it's hard to to relay how exciting the field of senescence really is, and I I I know I'm not doing it service, but it really is uh, an incredibly exciting field, and and it is early days, so people are starting to hear about it little by little, but I think uh, you will be hearing about it, no doubt, uh, in this, in the future. Uh, it, it it is the future of aging. I think it has incredibly promise. Uh, incredible promise and potential Um, and it's very tangible and very real and so the reason that I like um, Cynalytics is because it is at the edge of that aging fireball and it's 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 you know again it's something that you can start using today to change your health and so it's worth exploring more. Um, Neurohacker has um, lots of articles um, on their website all of the clinicals Um, It's worth checking out neurohacker.com, reading a little bit more there if you're interested, um, and then just reading more online as well. It's it's a brand new field, it's emerging, um, but uh, I'm incredibly excited about it.
0: Okay. Well, very nice. I will say uh, if people go to neurohacker.com and are interested in trying some of these supplements there, uh, they are giving us a discount uh, for the listeners. So uh, type in fit RX, F-I-T-R-X, no spaces, uh, and you will get a discount. So appreciate that. Um, so, okay. Well, um, as we wrap up, I always ask my guests if they could give us one health tip that would make us healthier today. Uh, what would you say to that?
1: Oh boy! Be mindful of your uh, of your mindset. I think that's becoming more and more critically important. Um, take control of your mind. There's ways to do that, um, and ways to be less reactive. Uh, I think breathing exercises and meditation are primary. There's also a lot of supplementation, such as L-theanine and GABA, that can really help to just um, calm the mind overall. I think that that's perhaps the the, the most critical element um, in any health promotion protocol
0: okay well very good we we mentioned the neurohacker.com uh any other places people can go to follow you
1: yeah so neurohacker we're we're on every social media platform um so yeah feel free to to follow along we also um, have our own podcast called collective insights um we bring a lot of big minds um, and have some really uh, amazing conversations there.
0: All right. Well, that's great. Well, uh, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate all that uh, information. And uh, as always, uh, appreciate everyone listening. Um, we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Fit RX. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifeDC.com, or you can email me at. Dr. Greg at vibrantlifedc.com.